Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house. Hallelujah. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is in the house and he is ready to speak to his people. Hallelujah. Sometimes we think the Lord is quiet. Is he quiet or we just don't like him in our business? Hmm. Welcome the Lord in all your business and all your ways this morning. Hallelujah. We have a wonderful scripture this morning. I will show you compassion so that he, and he being Nebuchadnezzar or the king of Babylon, I will show you compassion so that he, will have compassion on you and restore you to your land. So, obviously, we're going back to the time of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, who was a very ruthless individual. Uh, many times uh, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 12, verse 14, it would say, Oh, Lucifer, you know, how you have fallen from heaven. Now, a lot of individuals like to say Lucifer is Satan. And, but there's nothing really in the Bible that uh, uplifts that. The 84 in IV says morning star, but Lucifer actually means day star. It doesn't mean a dragon or a nasty individual. It actually means day star or morning star. But many theologians would say that that particular scripture is about Satan. But within all the contents of Isaiah, chapter 14, even before, it is against the king of Babylon. In fact, just a few verses above Isaiah, uh, uh, Isaiah there, it actually says, and you will, you will, uh, chant this taunt against the king of Babylon. So, we leave that wherever it may. I mean, evil is evil, and all evil is a son of Satan anyway. But the point is that Nebuchadnezzar was so ruthless that he either became Satan or he had the name that we would associate with Satan, which is Lucifer. That's how terrible he was. Hmm. Now, before we embrace the fullness of this scripture, I will show you compassion so that Lucifer will have compassion on you and restore you to your land. Check it out yourself. What scripture? Isaiah what? 
who is listening? Is it? What chapter? What verse? See, Lola, they're not listening yet. Turn their ears on. Hmm? Nobody heard this morning? Nobody heard this morning. Isaiah? Yes, is it 12, 14 or 14, 12? 14, 12. Is it? See, that's why when I said that, everybody said, huh? Because you wasn't listening. Which is it? 14.12 or 12.14? Isaiah chapter... 14, verse 12. If you will look a few verses above that, it says you will raise this taunt against the king of Babylon. In fact, I think you will find that chapter 14 and 13, maybe some of 12, is about the king of Babylon. And so all of that is about the king of Babylon. So when it says how you have fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, it is actually talking about the king of Babylon. Read it for yourself. But theologians and, and different individuals have jumped in there and said, okay, that's, the prophet is really not talking about the king of Babylon anymore. He's talking about Satan, right? So when we hear the name Lucifer, we think, ooh, because there's a bad reputation to the name. But basically, it means Daystar, right? Check it out yourself. Don't say the prophet's misleading you. Read it yourself. Check it out yourself, right? Of course, uh, Lucifer is a King James term. NIV has morning star. All right, so some would say this is about the king of Babylon, and then all at once Isaiah puts a verse in there about Satan, or two verses. So ever how you want to see it, but it's actually talking about the king of Babylon, right? That... The king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, was so bad that he's parallel with Satan. Everybody hear me? Mm. So, here in Jeremiah 42, I will show you compassion. If you will read the verses above that, right? Read the verses above that, it will tell you that I want to give you the story, the scenario above it. But above that, it will tell you about the king of Babylon. And his, here it says, I will show you compassion so that he, that means the verses above that is already identified who he is. Uh, Uh-huh. Yeah, there we go. See, you didn't have that with old speakers. Old speakers, you know. 
Nobody couldn't tap into your speakers in there. Hmm. Must be the king of Babylon trying to hack me this morning. In the verses above that, it clearly says who this he is. I will show you, right? This, this is what the prophet is, this is what the prophet Jeremiah is telling them. That the Lord is saying, I, so when Jeremiah is prophesying, I means the Lord. I will show you compassion so that he, being the king of Babylon, also Lucifer, will have compassion on you and restore you to your land. Don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying Lucifer could be kind. Any more than I'm saying that, that Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, could be kind. I'm not saying that. I, I'm, I'm going to save the goody right there for a little bit later. That's not what I'm saying. But now that you've awakened and you think the devil's going to be kind to you, all right. It's a way to get the devil off your back, I suppose. All right. The rest of the story. When the king of Babylon was taking over the whole world, basically, parts at a time, taking over the whole world, it took, uh, Israel had already been in captivity, so he came after Judah, he came after Jerusalem, took those into captivity, and basically what Nebuchadnezzar did, or most kings, when they come and take a place over they take all the rich people and the wealthy people and the politicians and they take them back to Babylon or to some city that they've taken them to because they're really the, the, the power but they leave the poor people right see always some advantages to being poor if China takes you over or Russia or you know anybody like that you know if you're poor, you might get to stay back, right? So he left the poor people, basically to kind of work the land and that type of thing. So he chose one of their own people, um, an individual called Gedela. So Gedela he put in charge of all of Judah. So he put him in charge. And so when all the other people realized that some of them was in hiding, you know, the poor people, wherever they might be. Once they realized that, that Nebuchadnezzar had put him in charge, right? So he, he took away the king and all the royal family and all that, took all that away, but he put Gadea in charge. So everybody started flocking to Gadea, and, and so they was going, uh, and Gadea was encouraging them. Because he had made a vow before Babylon, because Jeremiah told all the people prior, listen, this is the Lord's will. Submit. If he takes you away, you can build houses, you can have families. But he's in charge now. Sometimes the Lord puts strange people in charge of you. Think about that the next time you want to <laughs> curse the prime minister or somebody like that, you know. Um, so... Gadea had made a, a vow, okay, we will serve Babylon. So Babylon, the king of Babylon had left Gadea in charge with some soldiers of Babylon, some Babylonian soldiers, just to make sure everything goes right. So all the people was flocking back together and beginning to build and all of these things. 
And so there was one individual by the name of Ishmael, not the same Ishmael from, from uh, Abraham's day, another Ishmael. And um, there was another individual called Johanna. He was an army, was a soldier. Evidently, he didn't get captured by Babylon, so he came. But he kept telling Gadea that Ishmael's going to kill you. Let me kill him first. So Gadea did not listen to him. Now, remember, Gadea was in charge. The king of Babylon had put him in charge. And so Johanna kept telling him, listen, this man's going to kill you. Because there's another king that, that sent him here to kill you. And Gadeo couldn't believe it. He thought everybody was good, you know. He's, he, he probably was quite liberal, probably. And so sure enough, Ishmael got his chance and he killed Gadea, who the king of uh, Babylon had put in charge, all his officials and the soldiers of Babylon. Now, you know the king of Babylon ain't going to like this. So, Johanna and, and a lot of them, they said, let's go to Egypt. Let's get out of here before the king of Babylon finds out that we killed the person they put in charge and the soldiers. But they come to Jeremiah first and they say, what does the Lord say? But they've already made up in their mind what they wanted to do. So, Jeremiah said, let me pray. Ten days later, which probably aggravated them. Don't you hate, to, don't you hate for the, to wait for the Lord to speak to you? Uh, I mean, you, you ask the prophet or something, he says, I'll pray about it. He don't give you a word on the spot. I'll pray about it, you know. But 10 days later, within 10 days, you're sure the king of Babylon's going to find out, and everybody did. Everybody understand the story? Yes? Uh, this is chapter 42. You can go from chapter 40. Uh, 41 and 42, and you, you can find the whole story, right? Ten days later, the prophet comes back and says, The Lord says, stay here. Go back, because they had left that particular area. Go back and build. The Lord says, I will build you up. Yes, I will not tear you down. I am with you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, whom you are afraid of now. At this moment, you're afraid of him. And do not go to Egypt, because they was thinking about running off to Egypt. The Lord said, if you go to Egypt, that you will die there. Because the sword will come after you. Because remember, Judah was given over because it was not obedient to God. So here's the poor. And now they want to run off to Egypt. And the Lord says, no. Says, no, don't run off. But Johanna and them said, but, but we killed the, the person that uh, Babylon put in charge. And all the soldiers. They said, but you didn't do it. He says, you stay here, you build. Right? And then we come to this scripture. I will show you compassion so that he, meaning the king of Babylon, or he, Lucifer, will have compassion on you. And restore you to your land. Now I can already tell some religious people in here have a problem when we put Lucifer there with he. All right, but you, but you do your uh, you do your biblical study before you crucify another messenger of God, right? Do your biblical study, 
Go to Isaiah, what? 14, 12. You will find out. Read a few verses above that. You will find out it's talking about the king of Babylon. If nothing else, if you want to go with who knows where this information come from, that that's actually talking about Satan, you can do that. But there's nothing in the Bible that says that's Satan. Any more than in Ezekiel when he's talking about the king of Tyre. But because the king of Babylon was so evil and ruthless, you could say Satan is there at work, right? Everybody understand that? But here's the thing. When you look at that and you realize it's talking about the king of Babylon, we're still talking about the king of Babylon here, right? The Lord says, I will show you compassion so that even the devil will have compassion on you. And restore whoever you want the devil to be here. Even the devil will have compassion on you. Even the worst of people will have compassion on you. Even the ruthless and the tyrants of people and the terribles of people. Now, the Lord is not saying here, is not saying here that, you know, deep down, Lucifer is a good person. And he will have compassion on you. Look at what the word says. I will show you compassion. In Corinthians, it says he is the father of compassion. He's the father of compassion. The Lord of mercies. When he says he's the father of compassion, that does not only mean that he's the initiator of all compassion. That all compassion comes from God. But he's saying he's the father of fathers. He is compassion. There is no compassion without him. So what he's saying, I will show you compassion. I will sh so, show you so much compassion that even the king of Babylon will have compassion on you. Hmm? Or if you're brave enough, even Lucifer. I'm not saying, you see, sometimes your religious ears are fighting with this, you know. Your religious ears can't handle this, you know. I'm not saying Lucifer could be saved. I'm not saying he's nice. I'm not saying he's not evil. I'm just saying that when God's mercy is upon you, the devil can't do nothing. Lucifer can't do nothing. The king of Babylon can't do nothing. Nobody can do nothing when God has compassion on you. Hello. Hello. You know, sometimes the devil bothering you because you're bothering the devil. But unfortunately, they did not listen. Jeremiah knew it. He says, you've already made up your mind. You should not have asked me. And I've told people that quite a few times as a prophet. You should not ask me. Because I know you're going to do what you want to do. You should not ask me. Hmm? 
Some people will ask the prophet something. Hoping that the prophet will say what they want to hear. But if the prophet don't say what they want to hear. They're just going to do what they want to do. Or go find another prophet. He says that if you go to Egypt. Lucifer's coming after you. He's going to kill you and Egypt. Basically that's what happened. So you running from Lucifer. And you think you're going to run to Egypt and escape Lucifer. But the Lord says if you stay where I have you. Even Lucifer will have compassion on you. As irate as, as, as Nebuchadnezzar was, Jeremiah had prophesied that God has handed us over to Babylon. If you go willingly and do not fight, he will take you there and you will be blessed and you will have lives and you will have families and you will have homes. Somehow or another, this news got all the way to Nebuchadnezzar. So much so, he says, make sure you don't harm Jeremiah. When they found Jeremiah. Hmm? I think they found him in a well. When they found Jeremiah, they released him. Because he had prophesied favorably towards Babylon. But the Lord says, the verses after that, he says, but if you run off to Egypt, or wherever it is you want to run off to, I will not have compassion on you. And Lucifer is going to follow you. Hmm? Just like with Jonah, Lucifer is going to follow you. And kill everybody on the boat. And you. But they threw him off the boat. <laughs> See, sometimes you're not fighting with Lucifer. You're fighting with God. You're fighting with God. You're fighting with God. I will show you compassion so that Lucifer will have compassion on you and restore you to your land. And for the poor, some of them didn't have much land. They took off all the rich landlords. Hmm? Now prophesying, but that'd be like if, if uh, China invaded Trinidad and they took off my landlord. <laughs> I teased him. I just tease him. <laughs> mm? So you're poor. But see, because they killed Gadala, Gadala, they got scared. God says, don't go. So that means that when the king of Babylon, when Nebuchadnezzar found out that the person they had installed, which was one of their own people had been killed and, and, and some of the soldiers. Now, 
He wanted those people there to take care of the land, the vineyards and all of these things. No, he would just, God said it, he was going to move on him in such a way, no harm would come to you. I will show you compassion so that Lucifer will have compassion on you and restore you to your land. But no, you want to go into the enemy's camp and take it back. You want to go take back what the devil took from you. You don't want the devil come and give it back to you. You want to go take it from him. Which gets us to the whole, the whole concept of compassion. Hmm? Let me say that again. You want to go into the enemy's camp and take back what the devil took from you. But there's a way where the devil will just give it back to you. Huh? Before Nebuchadnezzar come, before Lucifer actually came, you know, and took away all the significant people of Judah, the poor people were being oppressed. The poor people have been oppressed. Lucifer took away all the rich people. <laughs> Who was oppressing them? Says so you stay now. Don't nobody misquote me wrong. I'm not preaching in favor of Lucifer. Do not go there. You will be lying. You will cause trouble upon your head. I'm telling you that the compassion of God is so great. Once you have the compassion, or you like the word favor, but you don't like the word compassion. I'm telling you that the compassion of God can be on you so much. That even the devil will work in your favor. That even the wicked will work in your favor. Huh? But you always pulling out your sword. You won't go into the enemy's camp. You won't cut somebody. You, you want to kill somebody. I never will forget many years ago, when I was about 16 or 17 years old, I had this full-time job during the summer, and I was working in this kind of a milk plant or a cheese plant, and there was, I must have been, I guess, I don't know, maybe I was 16, 16, 17. There's this older guy in there, and he did not like me. So one day in the cheese plant, me and him get in a fight, you know. Because he just, he just kept picking on me. Well, I'd like to think I was winning, but I don't know. I'm just glad it broke up. <laughs> they broke it up, you know. So my, my grandfather on my mother's side didn't live too far from there. So I, a lot of times in the afternoon, sometimes I would go by his house. And I never will forget what he said. Because I don't know how the news reached him. He says, you should take a pocket knife and put it in your pocket. And when they do it, you cut them. 
listen, even back then, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a man of peace, you know. <laughs> so I go, to my, I go to my grandparents' house thinking I'm going to be comforting, and, and he wants me to cut somebody up. But the truth happened, the way it happened, the truth happened. The next day, no, I had more protectors and I know what to do with. Because they roughed the guy up himself. I've had that happen many times in my life. God will protect the people of peace. Sometimes you may have to fight. There's nowhere near as many times as you think. And I praise the Lord for the very few fights I've been in in my life. They could easily fit on one hand. How about you? But we don't like that word compassion. We like favor. If I said... I will show you favor so that Lucifer will have favor on you. Oh, all right. We don't like the word compassion. Why don't we like the word compassion? Doesn't something about compassion make you feel weak? I will show you compassion. I don't want compassion. I want a pocket knife. I want to stomp on the enemy's eyelids. I want to go back and rip it out of his hands. Ain't that right, Shelly? If, if failing it, she lacks that gospel. Cut him to pieces. Uh, uh, you don't like the word compassion because it makes you feel weak. And because you don't like the word compassion, God doesn't show you compassion. And if God doesn't show you compassion, Lucifer ain't going to have no compassion on you either. Now again, do not hear me wrong. I'm just trying to get the point across that when you have God's compassion that even Satan will leave you alone and show you favor. Even the wicked will show you favor when you have God's compassion. The Bible says that the Lord has showed us compassion and he has showed us comfort in times of trouble so that we would know how to comfort other people. It's a process of faith. That you learn to trust God's compassion on you. And, you, and, and you're not, you're not the, 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 the soldier or the military person that you always like to be. And that's why many times you're always fighting with people. Because your, your spirit is challenging. You always want to fight with the devil. And you're always quick to call somebody the devil. Well, there's some devils you've got to fight in life, but you can't fight all of them. 
I, I've known times in years past you'd be trying to pray for somebody and do a deliverance on them. And you'd see this spirit and you'd deal with it. And then, and then the individual would start to help you. They said, well, I see this spirit. And next thing you know, it's the middle of the night. They done seeing every evil spirit. <laughs> the first time that happened to me, I said, nah, 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 nah. Ain't no way you'd be alive if you're seeing all them demons in your life. You're just going out there fighting. You're looking for trouble. So how do we get the Lord's compassion? You know, we, it's in our nature to like Bacchanal. It's in our nature to like war. We don't like peace. We, we don't like nothing to come easy. That's our nature. So the word compassion makes you feel weak. I, I will have compassion on you. It makes you feel weak. No, I, I can do this myself. You will almost reject compassion. Well, compassion does obviously require something. It requires humility. It doesn't matter what's mine. It matters what the Lord has to say. And it's not always about me fighting and taking up the sword. But trusting God. Huh? The aim of this life is not to see how many devils you can whoop in this life. I mean to destroy the works of Satan most definitely. But you, you got to slash each devil up yourself to destroy the works of Satan. Huh? Many years ago. In Guyana, when I first come to Trinidad, you know, people get delivered in service and, and they're all spitting up or puking into trash cans and what have you and all kinds of things like that. I remember one place in uh, somewhere in the south in uh, Trinidad. And it's nice. That the church was on, on the ground level and there was a door on the left and a door on the right. And I touching people, and they go to that door and throw up in that door to throw up. Everybody's getting delivered, you know. But then I begin to realize you can be delivered by joy too, you know. Amen. Sometimes we like the drama. Sometimes we 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 like the old school church where you have to hold somebody down, and you know. Put enough oil on them as if he was going to bake them in a fryer, you know. But Jesus delivered with just a word. Just a word. Uh, see, there's ways that's good, but there's a more excellent way. There's a more excellent way. I want to find the more excellent way. And the more excellent way is not to fight with man and not to fight with Lucifer and not to fight with all the devils. The more excellent way is to remain humble so that the compassion of the Lord. If you get angry and fight, God's not going to fight for you. 
So good luck with Lucifer, who's been fighting since the garden. See, compassion offends us. In this day and time, in this day and time, you know, it, it's hard to find a woman in this day and time. They don't make them anymore. <laughs> Ladies, don't get offended. See, because you're about to prove my point right now because you're ready to fight. See, you're ready to fight. You're already proving my point. See, you, you didn't let me finish. You're, you're, already, you're already ready to fight me, you know. Thanks to the Lord's compassion. Now, I'm sure I'm not talking about any of you ladies in the church. The Lord saved my soul. But in this day and time, on media and everywhere, you, you can find women just fighting out in public. Huh? I mean, they did their hair, they did their eyes, they, they did their mouth. Huh? Got red lipstick on. As if, though they're a female vampire that's just fed. Huh? They waxed, and in a second, they lose it. Huh? Is that true? Now, we know men have always been ignorant, but in this day and time? Huh? Is it true? Is it true? Yeah. I'm looking for the amen of the women right now, not the men. The Lord who is rich in mercy and compassion. Why do we have all this ignorance in the world today? Both genders. Because we want to defend ourselves. And we want to defend ourselves before we even know whether or not if Lucifer's in the room. We're becoming an irate world. And so, Lucifer ain't having no compassion on any of us because we're all guilty. None of us is covered in God's compassion. We don't like the word compassion. Because compassion speaks vulnerability. Compassion speaks humility. It speaks being humble. Lord, what do I do? Hmm? Do I stand my ground? What do I do? Huh? Because I will show you compassion so that Lucifer will have compassion on you and restore you to your land. Now, if you don't like the word Lucifer there, you cannot argue with Nebuchadnezzar or the king of Babylon. Because that's the verse right above there. I will make the ruthless of people. 
show you compassion. Not that they're good, but because my compassion is upon you. For example, Pilate was ruthless in his own ways. He was ruthless in his own ways. He was a politician. All he cared about was really getting ahead. But when Christ was before him, and as much as the Jews, and as much as he wanted to please the Jews, Pilate could find nothing wrong with Jesus. And Pilate even tried to push his button a time or two. Nothing. So Pilate's conclusion, the conclusion that uh, uh, the king of Babylon would have had, uh, if we put those together, Lucifer, he just finds no reason to hurt you. He just leaves you alone. The anointing of the Lord is not the anointing to kill. Amen. Amen. The boldness of the Lord is not the anointing of rudeness. Oh, wow, wow. Hmm? No. I will show you compassion. And when my compassion is on you, the devil can't find no reason to fight with you. The devil can't find no reason to tell you no. The things that I have for you, if you will stay with me and not run off somewhere and do your own thing, try to better your own life, but if you will trust me, all the governing powers of Trinidad, whether you think they're of heaven or from somewhere else, they can't say no to you. Not if God is in it for you. Compassion. He gives us compassion so we will have compassion. Gadala, they didn't like him because he submitted to Babylon. But sometimes you need to know who authority is. Because, see, the king of Babylon was not just an uncircumcised king. He's the king God put in control. Don't mess with the people that God has put in authority. Whether they're nice people or not. If God has put that person in control. And you could say the same thing about Hitler. I don't care about what you think about it. For years there could nobody touch Hitler. The devil ain't that good. The Lord has reasons why he puts people that we do not approve in charge of things. But if you'll humble yourself, even the worst of conditions, God's compassion will bless you, will prosper you. But you've got to want that compassion. And to have that compassion, you've got to be humble. It's not about who I can beat up. It's not about who you can take down. 
It's about trusting God. Like most of us, we would have went with uh, Johanna and the rest of them. We would run off to Egypt somewhere safe. We definitely wouldn't stay there and face the consequences. We would run off. We would try something else. A lot of times we quit. We run off. We do something else. We, maybe we didn't inquire of the Lord. Maybe we did. Maybe we inquired of a prophet. Maybe we didn't. But the Lord says, stay. I will show you compassion. And because I show you compassion, your environment will show you compassion. Hmm? Yeah. So how's school? School nice? Rough? Any bullies? Some rough people? Rough young ladies? No, they're all nice. Ah? I can't hear you. Nobody can interfere with you. You stand up for a moment, please. You come here. Damn. I want to help you. Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I get you blessed? Can I, can I find you a lot of favor? in your school and with your teachers. Can I do that? Uh, well, I've finished school, I'm just doing subjects online. D doing subjects online, all right. So who's these uh, individuals? Friends, family, people Friends. around you, all right? Yes. All right, all right. See, out of all the people in here, the, the Lord aimed me right at you, you know. And, and the words come out of your mouth, you know. <laughs> so this word's not just for you. It's, it's for everybody else. You was just selected by the Lord's great compassion. See, that's, that's the generation that we have become. I can take care of myself. But if you're not careful, you can always find yourself in fights and quarrels and bacchanals and you just don't find the favor that you feel like you should be getting. Yes. So, you know, would you say you're getting a lot of favor from teachers and everybody around you? I'm choosing my questions carefully. So-so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so-so. And the rest you just take by force. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we are who we are, but we don't have to be who we are. 
There's a better option. There's a better you. There's a better you. Because this world will make you not a nice person. And all the fashions and all the makeups and all the beauty things we do, men and women, this world will make you something that you don't want to be. To the point you almost pride yourself in being, I don't take nothing off nobody. But I tell you, that is not the spirit of the Lord. And those attitudes may get you a ways in life, but sooner or later, you're going to run against somebody that's tougher than you. And sooner or later, the consequences are going to come. Because basically, the people you fight with have the same attitude. But when you find the sweetness of God, and that's what you're about to find. Yeah. Doesn't matter how mama taught you or how daddy taught you, brother, uncle, anybody, don't matter how anybody taught you to fight. When you find this sweetness of God, you will find all kinds. My word today is compassions. Sometimes we say, I don't need compassions, I can take care of myself. We like favor. Favor ain't too bad, but compassions, that's that that offends some of you more than Lucifer. Because <laughs> I realized when I read in this word this morning, compassion. I realized, you know, you know, if, if you're studying or something, you know, you can, and and you know where you're going to speak this word at. You can kind of already feel what people's responses are. And every time I say compassion, is like I don't like that word. Because it implies weakness. But see, Paul says, when I am weak, he is strong. The Lord is going to start to move in your life so that you have a new class of friends, wonderful friends. Because when you're rough and tough, you don't ever get to find out what you really feel inside. You just see it occasionally. And most people, other people don't ever see it. Being rough and tough will cause you to lose yourself. God wants to show you so much compassion and just change your life so that things come easy. Hmm? Subjects come easy. What you going to do after these subjects? CCC. What you going to do after that? I want to go to the army. To the army. To the Somewhere, army? Yes. <laughs> 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 the Lord has rough job sometimes you know <laughs> believe it or not even in the army there's nothing more powerful than a wise and compassionate soldier because wow. mm. the whole perfect 
purpose of soldiering and the whole purpose of policing is to protect and to care. But sometimes you can be so focused on the enemy that you hurt the innocent in the process. And sometimes you can be so eager for battle. You're old before you realize how valuable peace is. So I can see, I can see the, the discipline in you, most definitely. But the Lord wants to move that compassion in you and even give you some other offers. You might be surprised what the Lord begins to do in your life. You receive that? I receive it. I believe you do. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes even in our neighborhood, we, we've got to be kind of, we feel like we've got to be this rough person in our neighborhood. Hmm? we rough with people on the street. In our neighborhood, we, we ain't giving nobody the time of day about nothing. Huh? They see you walking down the street, driving down the street, they just get out of your way. Hmm? But you know how much you rob yourself of? You know what you're doing to yourself to put yourself in that fight mode all the time? Put yourself in that fear mode all the time. These same people, they would have fought too, but they knew they couldn't fight against Babylon. But in that fight mode all the time. <clears throat> and Johanna himself, he wasn't in the army. He was in the army himself, so he knows all about that fighting. He wanted to kill uh, um, the other guy anyway. Ishmael, before he killed the leader. Now, granted, Gohea should have loosened himself up a little bit and said, listen, maybe everybody doesn't love me. <laughs> but all this fight, it's making you somebody you don't want to be, plus it's not healthy. It's not healthy. not healthy for your body. You ever, ever have stomach problems, digestion problems? You? No, just belly pains. Uh, so what do you think your belly does? <laughs> the reason that's going on is because you don't don't be offended by what I'm saying, right? I'm I'm not. Uh, you're a beautiful young lady, and we love having you here. Yes. I just yes. trying to take you to another level, Amen. right? The reason those belly pains are there is because of all of this. Hmm? You 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 always on guard. You have your knives and guns with you at all times. Uh, uh. 
Because you go to teens class, right? Yeah. Hmm? But even in there, you're a little bit on guard. You're afraid to let people get too close to you. Hmm? Hmm? So we wonder what type of husband you're going to attract. You have two choices. A mouse that's scared of you all the time. Or the one that loves to fight as much as you do. Daughter, I want to change your life, says the Lord. Amen. No more belly pains. Mm -hmm. All right, somebody, you, you having trouble on your street. You having trouble on your street. Uh, there's somebody at the end of the street or somebody towards the end of the street that, you, that you're having conflicts with or you think you're having conflicts with? Who is that? It's on the same street as you. I, I want to say at the end of the street, but I, don't, I really don't think it's the end of the street. I think it's a... It's like, I'm, it's like I, I see you here, and it's like the road's down this way, and it's the last house. It's on a corner. Look like it runs into another street. When I said the, the house on the end of the street, I guess it's on the end of the street next to you, but it's, it's down here. It's, it's a corner house. As a neighbor, yes, that you have conflicts with. Where are you at? I know the vision's true. I don't know if you're sitting in the house. Uh-huh. Imagine that. It's just the person I heard. So, so, so who's the... Come forward. Come forward, please. I promised the Lord I would do this. So who's the person at the end of the street? You have I think it's... I in this corner, and then I have a neighbor on this side. But is he at the corner? It's a lady. No, but. It, yeah, yeah. She no, no. In the corner, in the corner street. And I have a road on this She's side. on the corner. Yeah. You on the corner too? Well, this is my house. This is the corner here. She have, they have a road going there, and I have a road going this. Way. So she's on the corner. Yeah. The corner house, right? Yeah. So she'd be there, road here. Right. And then the road here. Right. And you're here. Yeah. All right. And so who's this person? That's my neighbor. That's your neighbor. And I noticed you said she. Well, it's a household of family. It's what? There's a household with families. All right. But the house belongs children. to a man. Well, she have a husband. The house belongs to him. <laughs> So the house belongs to him. Yeah. All, all, all right. I understand that. What's yours is mine and what's mine's mine. I understand. Mm. 
and and, and he's kind of older, not too healthy. He's kind of a uh, he, he's he's not that old, but he almost thinks he's ready to die or something. Yeah, yeah. That's him, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. And so she, she quarrels a whole lot because of that. Yeah. Right? And then somehow that quarrel reaches you. <laughs> so how does that quarrel reach you? Because they just close. And um, in the back of my house, she wants to occupy the whole back. So she put her tank into my bunk. And she telling me that I can't, don't break my wall to get the excess land to the back. So she always brings some guys to clean and they will just throw this stuff on my side. And All right. Now, you see this scripture right here? <laughs> I will show you compassion so that Lucifer will have compassion on you. I'm not saying that's her name. <laughs> and restore you to your... But you have to stop fighting. Stand your ground the way God tells you to, but stop fighting. Yes. Because, you know, sometimes you, you, you see people and you want to call them Lucifer and, and say these things, but the tr truth is they just stressed out and fearful in life. Right? Sometimes it'd be better if we were a, a witness of God's goodness and mercy and know that um, what is ours will always be ours. Because the way the Lord makes compassionate people out of us sometimes is it's this whole thing of perfection. We want everything perfect. And we want what is ours. We want it right now. But sometimes the Lord puts things there and these things test us to see if we will continue to be compassionate or loving or if we just as bacchanalish as next. Yes. <clears throat> this lady will not take your land. You be patient. Things are about to change. That means you must let the Lord's compassion. And, you know, and likewise, I think you have been a lady that tends to take things. You could be her mother, right? Uh, yeah. Listen, we are who we are, and, and that's the way we are. But is that who we wish to be? And is that the better us? Make room for God's compassion. Hmm? And your land will be your land. Make room for it.
And there's no doubt in your mind that this land is your land back behind there. Yeah. What, what happened to the, it have a wall to the back of All the house. All right. That's not yeah. what I want to know. What does the deed yeah. say? Yeah. To the, the back of the house. What does the deed say? To the, to the, what happened the, the. I don't want to know what happened. I want to know what the yes, deed the, says. Yeah. Yeah, the boundary is over. And you've had that verified. Yeah. <coughs> it have a layout of the um, thing and the boundary is like this. All right. Well, this is what I keep hearing. So that's why I'm asking that their land will become your land. So whatever hope they think they have, right, they won't have. But you have to receive the Lord's compassion to do this. Otherwise, this is going to be a fight that you hand down to your children. Hmm? Compassion. To receive compassion, we have to be humble, and we also have to be willing to give compassion and understanding. Yes. The Bible says our fight is not against flesh and blood. Sometimes we have to stand our ground, but we need to realize, you know, Lucifer has everybody mad and fighting. Hmm? So y'all not any kind of friends now. No, we just so she just, I just talked to her, say good morning and whatever. And she but, talks but, back. But if I like, um, cleaning in the back of the house, like that's where stuff, the fight comes in. Yeah, she doesn't. All right. It. See, the Lord can just move upon her. Now, think about this. I will show you compassion, so that Babylon, Lucifer, will have compassion on you. Huh? There's nobody so bad, God can't move on them. And God will move on your neighbor. You just continue to show compassion and let the Lord's compassion work. Amen? All right. Awesome. You know, there's nobody God can't save. But here's the thing. And the reason we don't see his salvation a lot more with people. Well, first thing is we should have more compassion on people. It's hard to save somebody you don't have compassion for. Hard to heal somebody you don't have compassion for. But the thing is, is once the Lord moves upon you and he brings you into salvation, will you keep it or will you fight against it? See, God wants you to love him because it's your choice, not because it's his choice. God wants you to love him because it's your choice. You're predestined to the place of freedom of choice. God wants you to choose to love him, your choice. And he wants you to choose to serve him, your choice. And he wants you to choose to love your neighbor, your choice. But he can always move upon somebody. 
There's nobody the Lord can't touch. The question is, are we in the place? Because the whole question is, I will show you compassion. I will show you compassion. But there's something you've got to do. There's something they had to do. First thing is they had to remain in that place and not try to fix it themselves. You have a situation in your life, you can't fix it. Everything you do is not working. All your badness ain't working. All your cries for pity and you want to die ain't working. <laughs> Lord, why is this happening to me? Huh? The Lord made a statement in a verse or two above that. He says that he was grieved because he had inflicted them. See, the Lord allowed this to happen. And God allows things to happen to you, but he's not happy about it. But sometimes he allows things to happen because that's the only way you can learn. And sometimes God allows things to happen to you so that you can be a witness of his grace. Now, I'm, when I'm talking about compassion, I'm not saying you, you're lining up to be a dartboard or, or to be abused, but, but by no means. I'm just saying sometimes things happen. Listen, there's nothing that has gone on in your life that God doesn't grieve about he didn't want you to get hurt that way. He didn't want you to have the experience that you had. But in our own ways, we were stubborn about what we wanted. He wants the real you, not the one he forces. The Lord is looking for a love, not a prostitute. What does that mean? That means the Lord is not going to bribe you with gifts to get you to love him. Amen. Though he's a giver and he's in compassion and he's the father of compassion. And the Lord of mercies. He's not just going to keep giving to you so you would love him. That's prostitution. He wants you to love him. And when you love him and you put that first and foremost... His compassion is all over your life. Because you have become a gentle person, a humble person as God would have you to be. You become like Christ. You become that witness. The Lord cares about you no matter what you're going through. The Lord knows your pain. And if you'd only humble yourself, He would be compassionate with you. And He would show you great compassion. And then the next step is learning to always find yourself in that place where you don't like to fight. But things happen, so you learn to be patient. And you learn to be compassionate. And you learn to be humble. And the Lord just begins to show you. And next thing you know, you ain't got all them devils you thought you had. You don't hang a sign out on your house and say, I hate my neighbor <laughs> without getting feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Hallelujah. Mm. Who am I looking for? These are your words. I am experiencing a downfall. It seems like everybody is against me. I am experiencing a downfall. That's not exactly your words. I am, but that word explains your situation. Something went on at, at work or your business. Something went on at work or your business. Or something like a, like a terrible thing. And it seemed like other things just piled on on top of that. Who is that? Hmm? You experienced this downfall. Uh, as a disappointment. You just didn't see this thing coming. And it's like nothing has gotten easier since that mm -hmm. there's even fights in your relationship what she told you about this week but she she don't have an issue with a relationship. Yeah, well, she, she wants one. <laughs> she wants to have one. But, she, but not that, it's not relationship. Is she in the middle of a relationship? She has nothing profit. Oh. She's trying to get something. <laughs> that's, that's not the one. The one I see, one I see is that they... I don't know if... I think they're married. I'm not sure about that. But there's a... There's a there's a riff even in the relationship. Everything else. So something happened to her in work. Yeah. Well, stand up for her if you like. But you're not, you're not the one I'm looking for. Come, come forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A disappointment. Something happened. At, something happened at work, and it just seems like whew, when trouble comes, it comes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. There's a, there's a media, 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 media. I'm looking for somebody by that name. I find it hard to pronounce. Media, media, huh? Media. You know somebody by that name? 
<laughs> You're just trying to help my English. Media, media, media. Dear. Nah, I wasn't hearing the dear. Manilia, 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 Manilia. Mm. Mm. Nobody knows that name. Hmm? Somebody knows that name. Hmm. Media, media. It starts with an M or a N. M or an N. I mean. Media, Manilia, Manilia. Mm. Nobody knows that name. <laughs> you know who? Anedia. How you spell it? N E V I E A something. N E V I. Nevia. Pronounce it again. Like Nevia cream. N E V. Nevia. All right. I think that's it. Come. Huh? Isn't it what I'm saying or trying to say? <laughs> Nidia? Anivia. All right. I'll take that. Mm. Lord wants to make a believer out of you. Mm. So you know this person, right? Yeah. Why am I seeing poison around this person? Why is she going through a lot of problems? She, I know. She um, living in her husband's family house next door. And mm -hmm. she going through a problem because her husband moved out and go to the next house. Her mother died and lived there. Mm -hmm. And... Um, mm -hmm. Says what? She has a whole family issue going on. All right. I, something, is, something is poisoning her system. It, it's, like I, it's like I'm seeing, it's like I'm seeing a, a yellow that's inside of her. Something is, is poisoning her system. Does she have any kind of sicknesses? Well, I don't know because um, she stopped coming to church. and. Like she used to come here? Yeah. Uh-huh. I used to bring her here. Uh-huh. You know her, Nicole? Something is poisoning her system. Something is, is, is um, typically, uh, <clears throat> typically when, sometimes when the, uh, if the skin starts turning yellow sometimes, sometimes that's kidneys or something like that. But it's like I'm seeing it inside. Something is, is poisoning her stomach. I'm not saying nobody's poisoning no, her, I believe that. I believe that. but something is poisoning her her system. Um, um, right here, many times she feels this—not necessarily a lump, but it's like a dryness that's right, right there, right. So you don't know none of this, right? Don't she say something? She does have belly issue or something. Like it's that. right there, right? Right. 
at the bottom of your, your breast line. It's right there. It's like this dryness, but it's like this yellow-looking poison that, that's in her system. And it's going down into her stomach. It's, it's, got, it's got something. Where's your liver at? Anybody know? Where's your liver? Where's your liver, Victor? You misplace it? Huh? Your liver's here? Anybody know? All right. Dr. Cheyenne back there. Right. Anyway, it's, it's got to do with her liver. Um, does she like fish? Does she like fish? She like food. <laughs> huh? It's right there. Uh, it's like um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what this means. I just begin. It's, it's like liver oil, but it seems like she eats a lot of fish or something. Yes. What's that, Yolanda? Called what? What is that? It's a fish oil, prophet. It's a fish oil? It's a fish oil, yeah. Uh, you, you see if she's taking that or if she's eating a whole lot of fish. And prophet. And prophet. Who drinks it? Yeah. And, and prophet, she overweight. She uh, over, overweight for she, her age. So what's she drinking all that uh, liver well oil? What's she drinking that oil for? Huh? That's why I know. From the What's time it called? Cod liver oil. She just take it. Y'all tell her quit taking that stuff because it, it's it's. Yes. Uh, um, she's trying to lose weight. Or needs to. So I will pray for that grace and that compassion to go on. But tell her quit taking that stuff immediately. Yeah. And she hardly could breathe when she's walking. She hardly could breathe when she walked in. Hardly could stand. Mm -hmm. I, I will pray that she loses weight, that she gets her yeah. strength back, yes. right? Yes. Um, but, but that, what do we call it? That stuff she needs to stop uh, immediately. Because it's, 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 it's poisoning your, uh, the, the, the livers and, and things. It's, it's yellow inside, right? Huh? Jesus. It's a yellow oil? Uh -huh. No, 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 no. Okay. 
prophet she is using it and and but she is using it what what when you use it you're supposed to be exercising and if you're not exercising uh-huh right. so you use it too yes i will take you'll take it as i want a day but you need to be exercising all right so you can take it in a pure form yeah all right liquid but you, but you do need to exercise yeah i would not use it excessively that is it not supposed to. All right. But she needs to stop yeah. immediately. Right? Because it's 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 messing up her inside. It's nothing that it's nothing that can't heal itself back. Right? But she needs to stop it, right? Um and I think that even that is causing some of the the, the breathing problem because it's it's is is doing something in here, right? Amen. All right. So, so your friend is uh, had some very bad news come at work something she wasn't expecting right yes perfect and other things are happening yeah and the same workplace at the same workplace yeah. but is it things happening outside that workplace well she had a family emergency this week but she didn't tell me what happened uh-huh yeah mm -hmm. but this thing at work just come totally out of Never expected she it. She didn't expect it, Prophet, and she started to regret if she should be a teacher, she should make a right decision, and mm -hmm. all kind of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, she didn't make the wrong decision. It's like the scripture, stay where I have you. Amen. Don't move from there. So that's the message you want to give her, right? Amen. Because she still got a job, right? Yes, yes she does. But there's one or two people that's causing her trouble yeah. at, at work. Yes, perfect. She, she in school? That's what she does? She teaches um, With math. you? Yes, she teaches math. With you? Yes, perfect. Okay. But there's a couple people there that's kind of got vendettas, vendettas against her. Against her. Yeah. Is that true? Um, Don't know, possibly? I don't know about the, if, it's, if it's like that, but she said that um, she has been feeling as if she has been given this, this how do you call it, runt work in her department. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's, there's two people. Tell her not to go in search of them, but she may know who they are. They got yeah. vendettas against her. Okay. That's the word I've heard, right? Yeah. I know that word. It's not a word I use a lot. Yeah. A vendetta means kind of like revenge, I believe. Right, yeah. Nicole? Yeah. Um. And so they have purposed to give her trouble, right? Okay. You tell her this, but don't don't do anything. Okay, amen. Yes, Just trust God's compassion. Amen. Right? Um, that the Lord is going. The Lord is going to deal with it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> mm. And she, she don't want a husband as much as she wants a child. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 
Yes, prophet. You asked her if that's not true. Yes, prophet. I would ask her. As much as she wants a child. She wants a husband, but she wants to do it in the right way. Yeah. But not as much as she wants a child. So I just I gonna talk to her, right? Saith the Lord, daughter, I love you, and what you're going through right now is gonna open the door to many blessings. Just trust me. Trust and seek my compassion because that is not something you seek a lot. Believe me, I am concerned about your situation, not only at work, but marital and child as well. Trust me. And you're going to see things begin to move in a positive way, says the Lord. Also, uh, I'm not telling you what, but in July next year, um, things are going to happen relationship-wise. That's all I'm going to say because I, I don't want to tell you too much because you, you try to work on it too much. But by July and in July next year, you will see something happening, Amen. says the Lord. Amen. 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 Yes, Nicole. Uh, Prophet, excuse, but you know, just called the lady mm -hmm. and she now frying fish and she bought a bottle of cod liver oil <laughs> this week. She, tell me that again. She's now frying fish. She's now frying fish and she bought a bottle of cod liver oil this week. This week. Tell her to quit using that, right? And cut down on that fish, right? Amen. Take it, son of a cassayim. Hallelujah. Wow, God! Jesus! I want to challenge you this week to give God a real chance in your life. But that requires for you to be humble and compassionate. And not ready to fight every situation. I tell you truly, there's times when God wants to work in your life, but you don't allow Him the freedom to work in your life. Hmm? Humble yourself. Whatever you're going through, whatever you might go through this week, humble yourself and see if His compassion doesn't make Lucifer himself. Leave you alone. Not only leave you alone, but show your compassion. Amen. 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 Be blessed.